0: Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry.
1: Hey there, Tech Stuff listeners. This is Jonathan Strickland, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about something cool going on at How HowStuffWorks right now. I know all of you guys are really creative and you love technology. Well, now you can show us what you're made of because Toyota is sponsoring a new photo upload widget over at HowStuffWorks.com. You can share your gadget ideas, modifications, hacks, some great tech ideas. Show us what you're made of. Let us know how creative you are. You can go to www.howstuffworks.com HowStuffWorks.com slash UpgradeYourTech and upload those photos now. We want to see what you got.
0: Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Pellett, and I am an editor at HowStuffWorks.com. Sitting across me, as usual, mostly because I prefer to keep an eye on him, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there! So, uh... Uh, Yeah, this week, as of the week we're recording this... Meh. (laughs) Uh, there was a, a highly hyped event... Blarg. ...that, um... was sort of met with um shrug a big shrug by the the community of people who pay attention to these things that was all in caps pay yeah. attention to these things um and that would be the the release of Apple's iPhone 5 yeah um and uh, of course Apple has done r- regardless of whether you like the company and what it does or not uh I think it's safe to admit that Apple has done a a good job of marketing its stuff <laughs> to the point where to, I know, but there are going to be people who, uh, you know, Apple is terrible and Steve Jobs was awful, blah blah blah. Now, I, I'm, what I'm trying to get at is they've done a good, a good enough job at marketing new products to the point where people tune in in large numbers, including the tech media, to uh, press releases for uh, brand new products. Yeah, the tech world stops
1: when Apple makes an announcement. I and mean, it's it's it, every every tech. Uh, news site that I follow, everyone had either a live blog or some sort of live commentary about what was going on over at Apple, including our buddies over at Revision 3. Yes. You know, they, oh, they yeah, were, they totally did it up. They were covering it up, to, uh, all that as well, and giving reaction and, and giving analysis uh, to the point where you're, you're really, you really – know, these are events, these press events are, are events with a capital E because uh, – I mean – there are some people who kind of wear it as a badge of honor that they are uh, invited to go to these Apple events. Some yes. people have lost that privilege uh, and it almost feels like it's a kind of punishment in a way. Like you've been banished from the land of tech. Mm-hmm. Turn mm-hmm. away, never to return. Um, it's it's a big deal. But the reason why we're even talking about now is because a lot of the reaction, not all of it, But a lot of the reaction, particularly from the media, to the iPhone announcement, was sort of this: "Well, okay, you know, not that not that the iPhone 5 is a bad product or is is in any way deficient, but just that it did not blow everyone's socks off." Which is kind of an interesting thing to talk about because uh, before the Apple announcement, there were other press events from other companies. About upcoming phones, like Nokia having, uh, some Windows 8 phones coming out. Yes. And again, the reaction from a lot of the tech media was sort of like, all right, that's interesting. You know, no one was falling over themselves. And, and that would not be a big deal at all, except for the fact that Apple, when it first launched the iPhone, really brought the house down. Same thing with the iPad. That, yeah. that when, when these new products came out, They dramatically energized the tech industry, both from the journalist point of view and from the consumer point of view. Because like it or not, even if you hate Apple products, you cannot deny that Apple is the company that created the markets for consumer smartphones and for tablets. Yeah. yeah. Because before the iPhone came out – smartphones were pretty much just in the world of enterprise. You had uh, uh professionals mostly executives carrying around smartphones and you had a few uh cutting edge like bleeding edge early adopters who loved them, but everyone else just carried around, you know, feature phones, what we call feature phones now or just dumb phones if you want. But then I, the iPhone comes out. I like calling
0: them dumb phones. Yeah,
1: I often would call mine a dumb phone. But then Apple comes out with the iPhone, shows off this amazing design, uh, beautiful touchscreen interface. They they just they nailed everything they needed to to hit in order to appeal to consumers, mm-hmm. and that's what started this tide of change where suddenly average people were going out and buying smartphones, not just executives or super geeky tech lovers. Same thing with the iPad. Before the iPad came out, nobody bought a tablet unless they were in a very specific field or again, they were an early adopter. Mm -hmm. You know, just tablets, just that was one of those form factors that no one had gotten right. And, and a lot of people, including myself, famously, (laughs) at least in the, the history of tech stuff, wrote off tablets. Mm -hmm. Apple comes in again, shows a very, a uh, consumer-friendly way of creating a tablet with a beautiful design and a great interface. Uh, so, bring the house down. You know they had set that that standard. The iPod Touch was also a big hit. I mean, they they had done so many things that were uh, really attractive that we kind of got used to Apple bringing down the house with their announcements and it's become sort, something of an expectation and it's getting increasingly difficult for Apple to live up to that expectation by adding improvements to a previous generation of technology.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because um those were the comments that greeted the uh the iPhone 3G, 3GS, uh the iPhone 4S um, yeah, the iPhone
1: know, four was enough of a dramatic change that I think it kind of, it kind of excited people. But the four S, I remember distinctly when the four S came out, people every, people were very dismissive of it.
0: Yeah, they were expecting the iPhone five. Yeah, and it was more about the changes were more about the insides of the phone than the outside. Right, um, which
1: which you know
0: are important, but are
1: not as sexy as a new form factor that really captures the. The eye and imagination of the public.
0: Well, and I think I think it's it's pretty clear to me that the people who argue that um, design is just superficial, um, I think that they, that doesn't necessarily prove them wrong, but it, it 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 proves them mostly wrong. That you know, design does matter to people. Yeah, um, and. Uh, but i don 't think they 're completely wrong either, because I think if you had a very beautiful phone that didn 't do as much it 's not going to sell as well either. so it was you know the iphone the original iPhone was that combination of hey, this looks nice, and uh it it does you know smartphone stuff um, for the public so Jonathan and I were talking about it beforehand and uh, said you know when when we were picking topics this week we didn 't want to do an iPhone five recap. But so many other people have have done this, including our colleagues over at revision 3, um, they, they did such a great job of covering the release and the, the features and all the, the the good stuff about the phone that we didn't really want to do an episode specifically devoted to the iPhone 5. Um, but we you know this this was sort of what what triggered it. And actually uh, what I noticed beforehand, uh, before it was even launched, was uh, Stephen Shanklin's piece over at CNET, mm-hmm. where he said, "You know, look, this is this is the the time in smartphones when you're kind of going to expect that there there's not going to be a lot of groundbreaking new stuff, even from Apple." Yeah. and he was right.
1: Yeah, Shanklin, yeah. Shanklin's Shankland's uh, article was titled "The Ho Hum Era of Smartphones Has Begun."
0: And I, yeah, and I think by and large, he's he's got a point that that. We're sort of in the evolutionary era rather than the revolutionary era well, because the iPhone 5 is, is thinner. Yeah. Um, it looks a lot like the iPhone 4. It's and 4 taller. It's taller. It, it does give you more screen space. And that's one of those things that uh, people seem to like about, um, I would say, semi revolutionary phones like the uh, Samsung uh, uh, Galaxy um, Note. Well, the Galaxy Note, which that is was a the huge one. Fablet. Yeah, I still, I still kind of want one of those. Yeah, and the uh, the uh, three, the Galaxy
1: Three,
0: mm. uh, which is I a, want one of those too. A, a a pretty darn large size screen. The yeah. iPhone Five has a smaller screen than it does, um, more pixels,
1: sixteen by nine aspect ratio. Yeah, it, so great for watching movies, but not necessarily for
0: surfing the web. So the the stuff that you're seeing is you know larger or smaller screen sizes. You're seeing uh, more pixels in that screen, more screen elements, if you will. Yeah. Um, more network capability because now the iPhone five
1: has LTE, but then, uh, as many people have pointed out, other phones have had a LTE for a while. Apple has famously been slow to adopt new wireless technologies, mm-hmm. uh, in order to make sure they don't sacrifice the customer experience. so well, at least that's
0: their story. That's
1: their story. I, uh, and I pretty much I, buy it. Yeah, I pretty I much care. buy that. The idea that, well, we could, but if we incorporate that without first making sure we have the best battery available, then your experience is going to be, this phone was really fast for about an hour, and then <laughs> I had to plug it in.
0: Well, yeah, and battery life is another thing that they, that, that provides an incremental change, but it, you know, it could look exactly like last year's phone and have two more hours of, of battery life. And that's the big news for this year? Really? Right. A battery? Come but see, on. But, and again, this,
1: this is something that applies to all smartphones across exactly. the board. We're exactly. using the iPhone 5 as the example because this was, it's, it was. It's the hot news of the week. Hot news of the week when we're recording this. Of course, by the time you guys listen to this, you'll probably be sick of iPhone 5 news anyway. But the idea being that, that all phones are having this problem. Where, exactly. Where the, the incremental improvements aren't quite enough to capture the imagination the way the introduction of the iPhone or the introduction of the first Android phone uh, could, or or even the introduction of the first Windows 8 phone. Yeah. Um, the, these were our events that sort of uh, make a big splash, and then afterward, you know, you can't you can't just keep on radically redesigning your products and expect to. Build a level of brand recognition and brand loyalty. I mean, every time you redesign something radically, you're losing people. Now you might be able to gain more people than you lose with that redesign, but it's a it's a risk. Um, it's an interesting problem. I mean, when you think about it. Now, uh, I respect Shanklin's point, and and he's not the only one who wrote about oh, this. No, uh, no, uh-uh. uh, Roger Ching, also of CNET, wrote uh, an article called "Ho Hum: The iPhone 5 Isn't Going to Wow Anyone," so it became yeah. Ho Hum Week over at CNET. Uh I love you guys over there at CNET. Anyway, yeah,
0: yeah the <laughs> not that CNET is ho hum. No,
1: uh, very nice <laughs> people who work there, and very smart as well. Anyway, he was writing about the general reaction to yeah. the iPhone 5, but. Yeah. It, I would caution people against writing off the smartphone form factor and and feature set as being uh, pretty much all we're going to get from here on out, right? Like, I mean, with incremental improvements added in, stuff that, you know, screen resolution, processor speed, battery life, networking capability, that kind of stuff, uh, you know, maybe NFC capability yeah uh apple's apple has not jumped on that train and and it may very well be that nfc doesn't go anywhere
0: yeah near field communication or nfc is uh basically like um it has a little uh communication device inside the phone or or tablet yeah. actually the nexus 7s nfc yes. it, does it not yes it um is. yeah and it can be used for uh most famously it's used for financial transactions so yeah. if you're close enough to a a reader at the uh the cash register you pay with your phone by your 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 credit card information is in your phone or uh i guess it could be a bank information yeah. is in the phone you you uh wiggle it uh, within 10 inches of a a reader and it goes it's actually
1: oh. even closer i think it's a couple of centimeters but yeah. yes
0: but i'm i'm yeah i was sorry you're right it is it is shorter than that so it's Really near-field communication. Yeah. But that that's um, people were speculating before the iPhone 5 launched. Well, will this be the time that uh, Apple does this? And actually, they did on on iOS 6. They they have a uh, a manager for things like tickets and other. Uh, information for right. events, you know, plane tickets or or uh, event tickets and yeah. things like that. And, it's, and, uh, and, and it doesn't like loyalty, use NFC to do loyalty that.
1: loyalty cards for certain things. But yeah, it does yeah. not have NFC built into it. No. And, and NFC can also be used to send communication sure. between devices for things like you're running an app, your friend's running the same app, you want to share some experience across that, whether it's a game or music app or whatever, yeah. uh, tapping the two Business devices together. Business card information. Business card information, a great example. Um, but yeah, the iPhone 5 does not include that, but other phones do include it. And again, these are things that partially I would say the NFC is not as big a deal because you don't see widespread adoption in retail establishments yet. So, And right. we may never see it, but... In other words, the utility of NFC is limited because it does not have wide adoption.
0: Yeah. And and I think the biggest thing I've seen as far as news this week, and again, this is less than a week after the announcement, is uh, the brouhaha over Apple's new connector. Because um, oh, yeah. they,
1: they abandoned the 30-pin connector. But the connector they have now, you know one thing that is nice about it?
0: What's that? You
1: can plug it in any way you want. Yeah, like there's not a there's not a right way and a wrong way to plug it in, other than you know make sure the plug goes into the port.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it can be plugged in either right side up or upside down because there is no right side up or upside down. But the thing is, uh, people are saying that um, it's not a it's a proprietary connector. Yeah. It's not. Um, you know, it's a not, form of USB. Yeah, it's
1: not like mini or micro USB.
0: Right. So people are saying that Apple is arrogant because they're using their own proprietary connector. Of course, micro and mini USB has to be plugged in a certain way. Yes. So and also,
1: if, Apple is nowhere near alone in that, Sony.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, <laughs> um, this argument and the recent patent... uh Arguments, uh, the Samsung whether, Apple stuff. The Samsung Apple stuff, where they were talking about whether or not a Samsung device was easily confused with an Apple device because it did or did not have rounded corners or sharp corners, or you know, these are. The, I think these are the kinds of emblematic things that really uh, have to do with this. Or they're, they're really the the kinds of things that we're talking about. When we're talking about whether or not. There's innovation going on in the smartphones because in a way, Apple's new connector is innovative because it can be plugged in. Um, you know, you don't have to look at it. You basically right. look at it and see if it goes in the slot or not. Right. Um, it's kind of innovative. It also uh, makes a lot of older uh, peripherals obsolete. Yes. Although there's an adapter for that.
1: Right. But it still doesn't help with like docks. Yeah. Like if you have a an alarm clock dock that's designed yeah. for the... Yeah. Uh,
0: you can't uh, use yeah. the new iPhone with it.
1: Right. Because you, by the time you plug the adapter in, it won't fit in the dock anymore.
0: Yeah. So, so this... Not and, that and I'm and
1: saying I have one of those or that I uh, that's the reason why I was late today. Okay. All right. You know, you just had to get here on
0: time. It's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're talking about rounded corner versus square corner or is does it have a bigger or smaller screen size or... Uh, you know what? What kinds of things would it take at this yeah. point to make a smartphone really revolutionary and go, wow, that is unlike anything else. And I don't care what carrier it is or who makes it or what I operating system it. is. I've got to have this. Yeah, site. see,
1: that that and that was Shanklin's point was that we have reached this era where there isn't anything like that. Now, I would caution people to that line of thinking because. Every time we think that we've got a handle on how stuff is going to be from here on out, someone, some brilliant, brilliant person out there comes up with a new way of doing something. And next thing we know, we're all like, wow, I never would have imagined it. And now I can't imagine myself without that. Yeah. You know, so there, uh, there's still the chance that someone's going to innovate in the smartphone space in such a way that it really is truly innovative. It's not just an iterative, iterative uh, approach to improvement. Um, it just, I don't know what that is. I'm not, I'm not in that, that mind space, right? I can't really think like that. So, but I'm not willing to completely write it off. However, I do agree that, those opportunities are going to come fewer and far, be- and far, further between, um, yeah, than the iterative approach. And, and it makes sense. I mean, another point that Shanklin made was like, look at the computer industry mm-hmm. and how once the computer form factor was settled, I would argue that it was settled in 1984 when we got to the point of the graphics user interface and the mouse. That was essentially where we agreed on the basic form factor of the computer. Um, there wasn't a lot of change until you got to like an all-in-one device where you had the computer and the monitor was all one piece that's kind of similar to some of the old 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 computers too but in a much yeah. in a much nicer form factor like the iMac version of of that where it's beautiful and sleek and everything apart from aesthetics the basic design hasn't changed that much until you get to things like uh the the new uh, focus on touch screen interfaces, and that remains to be seen whether or not that actually makes any impact in the computer industry apart from the mobile i mean in mobile of course it's it's all the difference, yeah, but in desktop computing, it remains to be seen if that actually becomes a, a an effective feature mm-hmm. um, but it, it, that's that's part of the issue I think with any kind of technology once you have kind of settled on the form factor once once the Early battles have have died down and people are like, okay, when you say the word smartphone, this is the picture I think of because this is how we've all agreed to define what a smartphone is. I think by definition, most of your improvements from that point forward are just refining that design as opposed to really, really creating something spectacularly
0: different. I mean not that that can't happen. It's just really rare and i think that's why the patent battles have been such a big deal anyway is because people are saying hey this is uh you know this particular feature is something that we did in the smartphone market and people like our phones because of it yeah. and we are going to fight to protect it because of, that's that's what we have that this thing is our thing that sets us apart from everyone else and we're right. going to defend it until we can't defend it any longer and you know it's um. Yeah. I mean, there are there are a lot of things like that in tech. You have a desktop computer. It changes. You know, it used to be beige. Well, now it's black. It used to be, uh, you know, ten inches wide. Now it's six inches wide, or you know, so and so tall. And then you start getting it used into used to weigh sixty pounds. Now it weighs Ooh. ten pounds. Yeah. I I picked up my Amiga three thousand one day a oh, long wow. time ago, and the case on that thing I, I'm pretty sure is. Well, put it this way: it's metal anyway, yeah. and I think it's steel, and it's much, much heavier than a lot of other desktops. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean that that was a computer that was the physical case on it was beige. The monitor that we bought to use with it was beige. Black is a more popular color now, but Unless you know, it's basically it's a it's white, yeah, or or, or yeah, um, aluminum, aluminum, yeah, aluminum, brushed aluminum, and uh, you know. You, I I have a desktop computer now that is my primary computer. I bought it because I wanted a larger screen. There are days when I think, you know what? I'd rather have a laptop just because I could carry it around with me. Yeah. And then I go use a laptop like, for example, the the ones we use here for work at at HowStuffWorks.com. And I go, you know what? I hate this tiny screen. I want a bigger screen. And I I think it's going to be – you know, there, there are things like the chips too. You get into the, uh, the Intel chips and, you know, the Core i7 and like, I want the, the faster processor. Well, you know, maybe I'm playing games and then I get to a point where I'm doing other stuff and I just don't have time for games anymore. And, you know, I don't really need to upgrade my computer. And I think yeah. that, that really is, it gets down to whether the computer or, or, or electronics manufacturers can get us to buy their new thing because it's got that feature, that innovative new feature. That no one else has, um, you know. There, there, there was that time when people really wanted to upgrade to the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3 because, hey, it supported high def screens and oh my gosh, you know, it's got a faster processor, more power. I can, I can look at the games they're putting out for this thing, and they really haven't refreshed those in quite some time because, well, there's not a new TV, um, you know, that that it has to support. There's not a new uh, there are just not that many new improvements to the chips and to the things. And you go, you know what? I, I don't need to spend $600 on a new console mm-hmm. or I don't need to spend $2,400 on a new um, desktop sh- machine because the one I'm using now, you know, I've taken care of it. I've backed up the hard drive. I've upgraded the, ma- the memory. I've upgraded the, the uh, uh, graphics card or the sound card. You know, I just don't need to have that next big thing that's you know this one works fine that's
1: that's kind of the argument i think that supports the reasoning behind companies like sony and microsoft when Mm -hmm. they say you know there's no need for us necessarily to come out with a new console you know earlier than 10 years down the line from introducing the last one because uh the the space for innovation is somewhat limited i mean there's there's You can create better graphics, you can have a faster processor, you can have more memory. You know, all the, all the physical specs, you could definitely up those from the previous generation. But, uh, you know, beyond that, like, what, what's the wow factor? Because we've all become so used to, uh, that just being a natural thing, right? Just the, oh well, yeah, it's got better specs, but what else does it have? I need something else beyond it being faster and having more memory. you know that's the same problem that that uh, that Apple and all the other smartphone manufacturers are running up against. Is yeah. that we've made improvements. This is demonstrably better than the earlier models, at least from a specification point of view. Yeah. And yet people aren't getting excited about it. Um, mostly for for consoles, I would argue the thing that gets people excited aren't isn't necessarily the hardware, but the games. Yeah. So if the games can be more compelling, if people can actually take advantage of whatever that hardware is and create content for it then people get excited about the consoles. Uh, so in a way, you could argue that perhaps the next generation of smartphones will be able to handle apps in a way that's different from what they do now, and maybe that becomes the big uh, driver. It's not necessarily the hardware, but the fact that the software designed for that hardware can do stuff that the previous generations couldn't. Yeah, um, Which brings me to the next piece of hardware that... I, one of the things that, that people have been mentioning is that, well, maybe, maybe the smartphone, like getting excited about smartphones, maybe that era really is over. Maybe now we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Maybe now Apple events won't stop the entire tech world. I don't think that's gonna happen, but at least not. I think it'll at least be one more year before that does happen. Uh, but I think, uh, really it turns, it turns into, well, what technology will be the next thing that gets us all to stop and say, wow. And right now I the the I I hesitate to use the word consensus, but the tone that I'm hearing out in the world right now is that uh, Project Glass is like the next the the next thing people know about that could be a big splash, which is of course Google's project to have the glasses with the augmented reality functionality built in.
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, um You know, I I was going to say that uh, it it sort of goes along with with, um, the tech uh, analyst Gartner. Um, You know, they have this this, – I've forgotten what they call it. But it's basically a a table where it shows, you know, what what it takes before – you know, when it's still very cutting edge, when people are starting to really get uh, uh, into it. It's sort of a hype index. I think that's actually what they call it but it, and then it gets into this period where people go yeah whatever but I'm not ready to go out and buy one yet and then it gets to the point where it's a uh, mature product and people buy it as a matter of course um you know and it takes some time and and every tech thing is on its own um its own path to that and some some never actually get to the point of maturity uh, i would say that that smartphones are are really kind of the point where they're, you know, a mature product. Yeah. And there's, you know, Definitely. tablets are, are sort of behind that somewhat in the point where not everyone has one yet. So, there's still some excitement because they're saying, OK, well, who's going to win the 10-inch uh, – the people with the 10-inch screens like uh, the iPads to right. this point? You know, people expect that there will be a smaller iPad. Which um, which well, – We'll find did, out next spring I yeah, would guess. It
1: didn't happen at the uh, the September event. Uh, which surprised a few people. It didn't surprise me. Yeah. Especially once I saw the pricing for the iPod Touch. Yeah. And the, you know, you, you figure out the pricing for the iPod Touch versus the pricing for the iPad, and you wonder where would they price a 7 inch version of the iPad? Because the iPod they're... Touch is, it has three models, right? Yeah. It's got the, the, uh, was it sixteen gigabyte, thirty-two gigabyte, and sixty-four gigabyte? And mm-hmm. those are one ninety nine, two ninety nine, three ninety nine. Yeah. The base model of the iPad is four ninety nine. Yeah. So you've got the entire price range from one ninety nine to four ninety nine covered from iPod touch to iPad. If you were to introduce a seven inch iPad, presumably it would be less expensive than the ten inch version. One would think. But would it be more or less expensive than an iPod Touch? And if it were less expensive than an iPod Touch, let's say it's at the $299 range, which would put it $100 more than Amazon and Google's tablets, then... Uh, would that cannibalize sales of that level of iPod touch Would people going for well I could get an ipod touch sixty four gigabyte for three ninety nine or I can get this new seven inch ipad for two ninety nine see so it just doesn 't make sense from a market perspective to me from a pricing perspective yeah like i don 't that doesn't mean that they won't do it. I just right. find it very confusing.
0: Well, I think there's still there's still that sort of excitement around tablets too. I mean with Google's Nexus 7, um, with the new series of Amazon tablets that were just released, uh-huh. the reader tablet re- – the Kindle Fire, whatever it is. Yeah. Which it is – that's the, not, the funny the, thing to me. Not the paper white. Right. The, uh, the uh, devices that are the Kindle Fire and, uh, and Barnes and & Noble's – Um, Nook Nook, tablet. Which became, which started out as a reader and then um, there was a Nook tablet and, uh, interesting. Um, and those are, you know, in that seven inch range and there's innovation there in that size range. And then, you know, there's still some, well, what, what's, what's going to happen? Are they going to have a, um, a port so that you can plug in a USB stick and all those things? That's sort of in the middle of that. And then I would take Project Glass back to that point where, um, where the iPad was at its release because at that point, uh, netbooks were still very popular. Yeah. And people were saying, well, can it really stop netbooks in their tracks? Will people stop buying netbooks or notebook computers in favor of a tablet? You know, Microsoft has done tablets. So, you know, maybe not. I think Project Glass was that same kind of thing for Google. Um, well, I'm not sure. People are going to buy a pair of... Technology-enabled glasses to really look at stuff and get ideas of maps and uh, find out where a coffee shop is. But I don't know. Yeah, my wife is now so Now other thankful. people are starting to consider it, they say.
1: Yeah, my wife is so thankful I didn't go to the IO event because it meant that I was not eligible to put in a pre-order for a $1,500 pair of developer's glasses <laughs>
0: Yeah, that price is a bit steep for me. But in in five years, it will probably, if, if assuming that people buy them, the the price will drop and yeah. it will become more common. Uh,
1: yeah, when you said that, you know, thinking about smartphones being a mature technology, technically, I mean, if we think of it from the iPhone era, so the mm-hmm. consumer smartphone, not smartphones in general, yeah, which not Blackberries, those and have been around for a while. Trios. But you're talking about five years. Yeah. It's been five years since, since the iPhone 1 came out. Which is amazing to think about. Yeah. So it's not mature. It's geriatric. Yeah. Cause we're in the world of tech. After, True. After two and a half years, you're yeah. like, come on. You're starting to show your age, buddy. You think Hollywood is harsh? Silicon Valley, buddy. That's where the harsh comes in. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So uh, I, I think, I think, Generally, I agree with Shanklin. I generally believe that, that the smartphone era is now at a point where I think, I think one of the big disappointments people have with Apple right now is that in the early days when the iPhone came out and then the iPhone 2 and then the iPhone 3, uh, it was exciting enough for people to upgrade immediately. And for some people, that meant paying big bucks to get the new version of the phone because they would have entered into a two-year contract and Apple was introducing a new model every year. Yeah, So people would go from their iPhone to an iPhone 2 and pay either to get out of a contract or they'd pay the full retail value of the phone or or, or at least more than what it would be if they were signing a new contract just to get the new device. And I think now people are feeling like there's less – there's not enough new stuff in the phone to justify that behavior anymore, which to me just says that the rampant out of control consumerism <laughs> is no longer being uh, uh, pushed and supported from a corporate level. And maybe that's not something we should be mad about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of agree with you, I have to say. Um, but that's, that's my point of view. And I know I'm sure that all of our listeners, um, will not necessarily agree with us. But yeah. the thing is, though, I mean, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing to to be at this point, um, you know, because they can concentrate. Now, I, I'm personally, I've had an Android phone now for a, about a year and a half, um, and it's been upgraded. The operating system has been upgraded once. I've actually appreciated some of those things. And I think uh, the improvements, and I think that seeing the new... Uh, technologies they add, even when they're incremental technologies, mm-hmm. I, I I think I can get excited about those little things and, you know, not get so overwhelmed by the whole, ooh, wow, look at this thing that they added. You know, looking at both Google and Apple have been upgrading their maps, apps. Okay, they're not new, but they're better than they were.
1: Yeah, hey, Apple's got turn by turn now.
0: Yeah. I mean, these these little things, though, I mean, they're not... Uh, There are things that improve their devices overall, and there may not be something to to jump up and down about necessarily, but if they improve our our everyday lives and when you look forward to the next operating system release because it brings a bunch of these changes at one time, I don't think that's that bad to be excited about, even if it's less excitement than the overall uh, um, jumping up and down of the original device. And there are very few devices, even when they first come out, that I have to wait in line for because I'm just not that kind of guy.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I like, I like the fact that I can buy a phone and not feel in a year that I need to get rid of the one I have while I still have another year on my contract. Yes, I you agree know? with that too. And of course, for, for everyone who's outside of the United States who doesn't have this whole contract supported phone model, this is a, Discussion that doesn't really apply to you. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you might be used to buying a phone at full price and then, uh, just using it with whatever service happens to support it. Yeah. Uh, for those of us in the United States, we're more, we're more, um, used to either going no contract prepaid, more and more people are doing that, or doing a, you know, two year contract and a subsidized phone.
0: Yeah, and I don't think anybody who uh waits in line uh for, you know, an, o- an overnight release of a brand new product or uh somebody who buys something new in a year because they want to. I don't think that's silly necessarily, but different things um appeal to different people and that different strokes yeah. for different folks. So yeah, I'm, I'm certainly not making fun of anyone in in that case. It's just right. a uh a situation though. I think we're going to see it less in the smartphone world now because they've reached a a a point where there's a certain expectation of size, there's a certain expectation of function, and you know, there are there are improvements in in communications technologies mm-hmm. and in the software that powers them. But I, I think uh, you might see trends develop. You know, oh well, every year we've decided that uh, well this year glass is the thing, and uh, well this year uh, brushed aluminum is the thing. Kind of reminds me of when we went to CES the, sa- the year that both of us went at the same time and. Um, color was one of the big things in, uh, in television that year. HDTVs.
1: No more black and white. (laughs) No.
0: Like, the the colors of the sets themselves. Oh, oh, right, right, right. And the thicknesses of the devices. And I was thinking, well, is the resolution any different? Like, no, no, it's 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, how, how is the, the, as functionality went that year, it was also about, uh, power conservation. Right. You know. Uh, or the big, the big thing was plasma versus LCD. And it was, you know, it's okay. Alright. But it's not, neither of those was the, the big, there was no big breakthrough in technology. Right. It was a, it was a fashion thing. And I think, I think smartphones are really at that point. So if I can sum
1: up what Chris just said, I think, um, the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right oh, for gosh. you may not be right for some. And so, guys, uh, that wraps up this discussion about the the general ennui that has seeped into the tech world as as it goes to uh, smartphones. We'll all just have a dramatic sigh and sip our expensive, fancy frou-frou coffee drinks and, and, and make make comments about the industry in general. If you guys have any suggestions for topics we should tackle in future episodes of Tech Stuff, let us know by sending us an email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com or drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both of those is techstuffhsw, and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.
1: See, guys, I told you we'd talk to you again really soon. That really soon is right now. I'm just reminding you that we have our photo upload widget live on the site at www.howstuffworks.com slash upgrade your tech. giving us the chance to let you share your creativity. So send us those pictures of your modifications, your tech ideas, those gadgets that you've created, all those hacks. If you're steampunking everything in sight, put on your goggles and show that to us. We can't wait to see them.
0: Brought to you by the 2012 Toyota Camry.